Welcome to Sports Girls Podcast, brought to you by sportstalk.ie. Our podcast will be available every Monday covering the 2019 ladies football and camogie seasons. You can find our podcast on all online platforms by searching Sports Girls Podcast. Stay tuned to Sports Talk this year via the hashtag GAA Family as we continue our promotion of hurling, football and camogie. Hello and welcome to Sports Girls Podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. Joining me this evening is our resident pundit Diana Hora. And we are also delighted to have on Carlo Captain Nuala Mohan as our guest. Well, it was a penultimate weekend, Diane, in the Lidl Ladies National Football League with vital points up for grabs. We start off with Saturday. In Division 1, Donegal booked a place in the Division 1 semi-final with a four-point win over Westmeath. In Division 3, Kildare had a two-point win over Down. And they also have a game in hand at home to Offaly next weekend. So um, Donegal, obviously we expected Donegal to bounce back from that defeat last weekend against Cork. Yeah, like I think that was a, a bit of a rude awakening for, for Donegal to, to see what Cork are at. And they have some more nabby girls back and all. Um, they really didn't seem to have an answer with it. So they, they did respond very well. They obviously gathered themselves well this weekend to get a four-point win. You know, against Swiss Meath, they'll be happy with that because they take away the three points. I mean, that puts Donegal at the moment. Like, I know there's one game left, but it puts them up at 15 points off yeah. in their top Division 1. Um, and also, Kildare are, are back in the mix as well in Division 3. Yeah, they certainly are. And they're going to make Leinster very uh, competitive, mm-hmm. I think, by the looks of things. You know, whereas, you know, it appears from the outset, you know, that Meath will walk away with Leinster. Um, but, you know, I suppose their result with Wicklow will show that Wicklow are going to offer something as well in, in Division 3. But um, the Kildare game against Down, I mean, like they won that by two points. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were following it on Twitter. Um, I was sitting beside Jenny Higgins as well. Like she's she's playing with, the, she's in Division 3 with Roscommon. Mm-hmm. We were following it as much as we could um, yesterday. And it seemed a very, very tight game. Down will take a lot, I think, from that. You know, the fact that they managed to, to score three goals, whereas probably Kildare will probably maybe think that they need to tighten up a little bit at the back. Um, but, I mean, from Down's point of view, to travel down, I think, they, they ran Kildare very yeah. close, who seem to be uh, getting stronger and stronger. Sunday, we'll go to D- Division 1. Cork, they're into the semi-final after a fine win over your county, Mio. Tipperary, which we are delighted with, retained the Division 1 status because they've been playing some lovely football. Hard on Monaghan, only one point in it, and Monaghan relegated. Then Dublin inflicted Galway's first defeat of the league campaign. Yeah, like Tipperary, I mean, Ashley, Ashley Maloney scored 10 points today. And, uh, you know, it seems like, by all accounts, frees were really important as well in, in their win over Monaghan. And to win by a point as well, it's, it's, you know, it just shows that Monaghan are really starting to improve at this end of the league. They're putting up better scores. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like they're really getting things together. But Tipperary would be very, very happy to retain Division 1. Um, you know, tough on Monaghan now because that means that they're officially, you know, being relegated. They're going down. Um, you know, from a Mayo-Cork point of view, um, that's a big beating. Yeah, it's a really big beating that Mayo took. Um you know, by all accounts, um, they were very, they were very competitive. Um, but looking at the team sheet, I mean, Mayo has had a keeper on today that I hadn't, I hadn't seen. So they're still really, they're trying out a lot of players. Yeah. Um, whereas Cork are just, they're just ready now to to turn up the charm. I think at this at this stage of the league, you know, they're really pushing ahead. I mean, they're lying a fourth on the tables, but I mean, that's that could easily change. I think Cork's last game is going to be against Dublin, so. And I think both sides then will probably know where they stand because Dublin themselves now 
are beginning to get the results, you know, they're bringing back more players. And as I said, they inflicted Galway's first league defeat on them as well. Yeah, and I think as well, you know, you're looking at, I suppose, familiarity with players and mm. teams against each other. Like, you know, Dublin are kind of starting to look a little bit like the subtle team that we have seen. Um, you know, they they put up a 2-8 two, two score today over Galway. It was a very tight game. It was very good. Like, that was another one that Jerome Quinn had streaming on Facebook. So it was great to be able to watch that. Um, Galway worked very hard as well. Um, so I'd say they'll probably want to avoid each other for a semi-final. You know, I think that's that's the way that they'd be looking, but they might not. It just depends on how, how um, Cork and Dublin go when they play each other. Yeah, because the, as you said, you know, it's kind of uh, places now. Obviously, we know the four teams in the semi-final, but it's a case of now who's going to play who and with the final places. In Division 2, another unbeaten run came to an end today. Kerry had a great win over Armagh to beat them by four points. Yeah, and that's Armagh's first loss, um, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, what a great what a great win away for Kerry. Like, um, really, they'll take an awful lot from that. And yeah, from Armagh's point of view, they, you know, there's a huge scoring game. It was like yeah. Armagh 215, Kerry's 316. Like, very, very, very high scoring game. Um, so, you know, I think from Kerry's point of view, they, they probably take the most positives, obviously, from that. But, um, you know, Armagh, the first loss, will it bother them too much like they're sitting at the top of the league they probably tried a lot of things today you know they might have tried a lot of different players like you know that that they might have wanted to see I mean they had flexibility because of their position <clears throat> um, yeah then also in the other games in Division 2 uh, Clare beat Tyrone by a point and Wexford lost to Cavan Cavan themselves now have a chance of making uh, the league semi-finals while Waterford beat Leash so Leash were relegated today yeah, and it's all going to come down to the last uh, game in two weeks' time. That was a great win for um, it was a great win for Clare for sure. Like you know, to beat Tyrone, um, we know Tyrone been up senior now, like uh, as well, and you know their success last year, um, and they've been building for years. I think that was a very good yeah. win for Clare, and they Clare are a tough team to beat, like they really are, and it's good to see that they're they're kind of getting stronger as the league has gone on as well, um, you know, they um, the Waterford and Leash game as well. I think when you're looking at that as well. Um, you're just kind of seeing, that, you know, I suppose again, Waterford are, are second in the division at the moment, yeah. um, and they're looking good. Um, and then, as you were mentioning, then Cavan um, beating Wexford by again a very high score, three thirteen is scored. Um, that's really really good for Cavan as well. You know, they're it, they're pushing now for 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 a place in the semi as well, and it's all going to come down to the, the last game of the round. Yeah, and you're kind of looking at the table. Are we expecting kind of maybe the final? Four, you know, with, with kind of a question mark over Cavan, Armagh, Waterford, Kerry. Maybe when you look at it from the onset, you know, those three at least to be in there for semi-final places. Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, I suppose you'd be looking at at this stage of the league. I think these these counties are looking towards championship and their provincial games, um, and especially with teams that are probably only playing out, you know, their division. Uh, teams that will know that they may be relegated and um, you know they have to make the best of these last couple of games that are left and we'll move on to division three uh Roscommon defeated Longford by two points today I know Longford are without players Mercy Ballyman are in an All-Ireland final next Saturday and from speaking to people that were at the game um Rus- uh, you know it was the Roscommon keeper that um 
was vital to them today. Mead, the only team now with a 100% record in any of the divisions. They made it six wins from six when they defeated Wicklow. Awfully were defeated by Sligo. You know, still all to play for in that division with promotion and relegation. Yeah, absolutely. And Longford are still in with the chance, I think, um, to yeah. make a semi-final. So that's that's tough on them now, losing those players. Um, you know, as you're saying that they're in the schools final, that's that's tough this week because, you know, they'd have loved to have taken points off Roscommon and it'd be the, the neighbours like the local Derby nearly. Um, you know, Kildare and Down, you would have expected Kildare to surely win that. Um, maybe it was a little bit too close for comfort for Kildare, but Down take a lot from it. Mm. Um, just as we were talking about earlier, and then Mead, of course, there was there's nearly no question in your mind yeah. like the scores that some of these forwards are getting tense in those. But Stacey Grimes, I mean, like having the walls on the team, there's so many massive players in Mead like that. You know that that's that's why they're there. But they'll be winning this division, I'd say. Um, Sligo and Offaly, Sligo put up a great score. They travelled yeah. to Offaly for that one. So, um, you know, again, three sixteen, like they're huge scores, and Sligo are sitting comfortable as well in a semi final position. And they're really improving, it seems, yeah. it's time as, as the weeks are moving forward. Um, so they will, yeah, they'll definitely they'll definitely be contenders for final spot. Yeah, and it's probably a bit like the men's game as well, you know, with, with Mead promoted to Division 1. You're looking at Mead in the ladies, you know, the deserve and the footballers they have, you know, I know they don't have a right to be there, but the deserve they should be in a higher division. Yeah, I know, and... I suppose we were lucky like that. The players that we'd had coming out for county when I was there with Laura Harrison um, managing me, that um, we were so lucky. We retained Division 2 status and we actually could have made a semi-final by two scores. We lost two games. We lost by a point each. So it's taken me the long time to get back up um, to Division 2. I think that's three or four years now at this stage. And, you know, with their success at minor and under 16, like it's, you know, it's probably taken longer than they wanted. But, you know, they're all Ireland finalists last year, so it's really there's a lot of experience there now as well. Yeah, they're definitely a team to watch, especially with the intermediate. We're now going to talk about Division 4, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Carlo Captain Nuala Moan. Nuala, unfortunately today you fell to a heavy defeat to Fermanagh, and that meant that Fermanagh went on top of Division 4. Yeah, yeah, no, to be honest, we knew we were going to be always up against it. Fran are a really strong team, like they were playing, they won the junior or Ireland two years ago and were playing intermediate football last year and you know, I think that was probably the difference out there today that you could you could see they were just playing maybe a higher standard last year than us. But um I look at the end of the day, what we're seeing after the matches, you learn more from defeats like that than you do wins like yeah. that. So we learn more about ourselves and we prefer to be learning that now at this time of the year rather than come when championship rolls around in June, July time. So you just have to take it on the chin and move on from, from that now with another tough match against Lars now next week. Yeah, and Diane, you yourself as a, a manager and as a player, you know, you probably take the exact same as what Nuala is saying with Carlo. You know, you've, you learn a lot from defeats like that. And at this stage in a, in a league campaign, it's better than further on in the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nuala, you'll probably think that, like, you know, there's something more that you could do for, I suppose, from a defensive aspect with the goals. Um, you know, like they're the things that you can really tighten up at, I think, moving to championship. And I think you know, Denise, as well, like when I was managing Longford, um, Division 4 is so hard yeah. to get out of. It's so competitive. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're looking at it, you say, yeah, Division 1, 2, 3, and 4, yeah, they're all very competitive. They're all really hard to get out of. But, you know, the teams are so close to each other in Division 4 that it's really hard to kind of squeeze that extra bit that you need in terms of like securing uh, Division 3 status, we'd say. So um, 
everybody is at the exact same level and they're trying that hard to get out of division where in other divisions they're you know they're quite happy to say yeah we did okay we stayed in a division in division three or two or whatever it was they're you know we're happy to stay in division two and keep building but it's everyone wants to get out of division four so yeah, yeah looking good for the final look for you guys it's definitely looking good I suppose you're always looking at the divisions above you and looking to get up, so you have to set the bar high and try your best to get up to it, I suppose, at the end of the day. Yeah, we go through the other games, um, both girls. Uh, Derry were beaten by four points for by Limerick. Kilkenny, unfortunately, again, they lost heavily to Leitrim, while Louth had a great win over Antrim. As you said yourself, Nuala, they're next up for you, and like Diana said, you know, all the game is so tight and that's going to be a huge game between yourselves and Louth. Yeah, massively so and I think we're down to Louth a few times now between the Leinster Championship and yeah. obviously in the league next week so we're going to get to know each other very well now over the course of the year but um, yeah, it's really just to take what we, we learned a lot of lessons, hard lessons out there today so we'll try and build on that now in training during the week and uh, and look forward to the game ahead next week. That's the, the beauty of the league. I suppose the games come around quick and fast so you don't have too long to digest one defeat before you have to be facing into another one and that's probably the best thing at this time of year anyway to be to be building from what you learn in every match. Yeah and Diane the other two games I suppose we expected a bit more from Derry because Derry said you know that they were going to focus on the league compared to previous seasons and uh, they lost to Limerick today and um, they're second from bottom so they're not going to make um, a semi-final place. And then, obviously, we expected um, Kilkenny to lose and uh, Leitrim defeated them. But uh, Leitrim themselves, is not going to help them. They're out of a, a playoff. So it's still very tight in Division 4. Yeah, God, it's really tight. Like, Fermanagh are on 13 points, Carlo 12, Limerick 12, and now they're on 10. So next week is going to re- next week, yeah, it's going to make the difference in where people are actually standing on the table. Um, you know, it's really tough in Kilkenny. I know that you spoke about this in the podcast yeah. last week. And, you know, hopefully that work will continue down there and continue to help in terms of, I suppose, development and um, any guidance that can be given. The LGFA are always very helpful uh, there as well. Um, and then, you know, with the, the Derry result, yeah, that's, you know, the old cliche goals win games. Like, you know, Derry had had seven scores as yeah. Limerick, um, but Limerick got two goals. So, like, you know, that was that's probably all the difference was. There's two kicks to the ball. Uh, you know, and Derry were picking up their points as put. Um, so yeah, I think the game next week now is going to be definitely an interesting one to see, really to see where 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 you guys are at. Like, um, you know, both teams, and as you say, like for Manor, you're expecting that Nula, but um, I'd say you'll have a plan for them the next time you meet them. Hopefully so. <laughs> um, Nula, we, we'll go now. No more pressure on uh, reviewing games. Um, Diane just spoke about Kilkenny, and you know, a couple of years ago. But Carlo, you know, they were a team that you kind of expected, you know, certain teams, you know, expect to beat them. Whereas in the last couple of years, um, there's been, must be, uh, the development is down there. Have you found it since you moved down to Carlo, um, how much has gone into developing ladies football down there? Yeah, massively so. So this is my second year now playing on Carlo. And from what I've seen from coming into setup is there is a lot of massive amount of work going in at underage level and trying to develop through the underage of the under-12s and under-16s. There's so much work going in. <clears throat> I mean, there's so much work going in at them levels and, yeah, we're starting to see some rewards coming through there. As you say yourself, we were in that position that Kenya are in mm-hmm. the last couple of years and it's um, it's great to be on the way up from it. 
What advice would you give to Kilkenny? As you know, we mentioned before on our show that there are girls there that want to play football for Kilkenny, and it's brilliant to see. But what what can be said? You know, um, should the GA come in maybe and help them in some way? Or yeah, I suppose the most important thing is to stick at it. Yeah. Um, to keep training, keep practicing. Like what we were even learning this year is just to keep practicing the basic skills. Like you know, I think that can be massively overlooked sometimes. Of looking at game plans and tactics and different things but if you have the basic skills of the game it's amazing what you can what you can do and what can be done so um, I suppose that's probably the number one piece of advice that I'd be given in that situation Would you think uh, that you'd be able to offer a lot considering that you'd have like Division 1 <clears throat> club experience in Dublin with Fox uh, Rock Cabin Teeley do you think that it's kind of helped you um, you know see what standard you could be at almost Yeah look yeah it's probably a question if you're asked a lot and it's coming down to Cardo last year but I think no matter what team you play with, you learn something from it. <clears throat> and um, yeah, no, you learn from every you learn from every team that you play with, and it's all great experience at the end of the day. What are your What are your thoughts on the the Dublin Championship like? You know, what do you, what do you think about it or what do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I I still be fairly heavily involved with Fox Rock County. Um, <clears throat> sorry, we're so far. Um, too much shouting at the match today. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, I still be very close to the girls up there and. Well, the double championship is always extremely tight. There's four or five clubs there every year that could be winning. And um, yeah, I suppose it's just taking it one game at a time for the girls up there as well. Yeah, um, it's, uh, I, it is, it's a very, very, very competitive um, championship. Like the club in Dublin is, and um, Denise, you probably know this yourself, yeah. but like it's, it's, a very, it's a very good schedule. Like you'll have um, a couple of league games before you go into championship, and then you'll have cup games throughout the, throughout the summer. I think the only thing that actually seems negative about it, and I'm sure Neil will agree, is that you can end up then playing games until the end of November. Like there's games, there's still games this year that actually haven't even been played. We've the, we've the same with the men's in Longford, so. Do yeah, 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 yeah. I think if it, and if a team is quite up. successful as well, and Neil, you probably saw that, especially with Fox Rock. If you're successful and you have a run in the All Ireland series, it kind of holds up games, doesn't it? Hmm. Absolutely, yeah, but um, I suppose it all um, comes down to the girls who aren't playing county yeah. championship or county just to stick together and to keep working at it and keep building at it. And the only thing I know there's times when I was seen up with Fox Rock that we our numbers were limited at training as well, and you just say uh, you can still have a great training session with limited numbers, and then when the county girls come back in, it makes a massive difference as well. You're looking at Carla at the moment. Um, I know you shipped a heavy defeat today, but you know things are going well. Your own county, unfortunately, um, a lot of change up there, and um, they were relegated today to Division Two. Yeah, yeah, no, I heard that, and it's very tough, tough on the air. There's a very proud tradition of ladies yeah. football at the moment. I think they're going through a rebuilding phase as well at the minute. So um, I know it's tough to be going down to Division Two, but it's um, there's plenty of opportunities to get back up again next year. I suppose for themselves and Diane would know it as well. Maybe if you want to rebuild been down in the lower division because you look at Division 1 and we're kind of looking at it now you have the same old, same old you know, Cork, Mayo, Dublin, Donegal those teams, it's very tough, whereas if, if they want to rebuild and give players the opportunity maybe Division 2 is the place to start that Yeah, no, absolutely and like that's the thing, there's, there's fantastic teams in all divisions throughout the league I think that's probably one of the great things about the league is that you're playing, you're playing teams from different provinces, yeah. that you're not going to be playing in championships so it's um it's a great way. To, I think you always see more. You learn more about your team by playing teams that you don't play regularly, um and that's probably the best way to be looking at that.
I'd probably uh, I'd probably be from from that aspect. Um, I would think that if it's if they you know if a county is comfortable in dropping down a division, um, they they have to maybe think that this could end up being for a longer time than what they might desire. So if they say for example if they're like accepting that it's going to happen, that there's a plan in place, that there's a strategic development plan in place yes. from like from your 15s or your 16s. Uh, even starting with the 14, because you're saying there, Nuala, that you're working an awful lot on skills. Um, some people don't do that. You know, at county level, it's almost like a given or an expectation that the player pathway will have been followed, that players will be able to work off both feet, throw no kick off both feet, hand pass of both hands. But actually, that's not the case at all. I mean, I even see some senior counties now, um, intermediate and junior counties, you know, that the skill set really... Like there's an expectation on the coach or manager goes in that the skill set will be at county standard. Well, you could nearly say that Dublin have raised the bar on all of that, and so have Cork ladies. But that skill set is so high now that you can see the gap in in other counties. And um, whereas I know Galway are really they really focus on it, and Mayo are starting to focus on it now. Um, the actual skills of the game, if that makes sense. So I think going down it's a bit risky. Um, you know, because it's so hard to get back up, like, and I always think that a county will improve and a club will improve if they're playing at the highest division possible. Yeah, no, definitely, and I know I don't want to go to the fight tonight, tonight when you yeah. know, Division 2, but um, I suppose it's, it's looking towards the Ulster Championship now, it has to be the next thing on the, on the mind, and, um, and looking to be trying to get and going with, with getting a few wins under the belt there. Yeah, because you look and at Tipperary and you look at Westmead, the last two counties that have been promoted um, to Division uh, 1, I know, you know, both of them are down near the bottom of the table, but, you know, fair play to them, they both kept their status, and I suppose for Mon, and it's a chance of, as you said, Diane, don't stay down there for too long, but if they can get a chance of maybe the next year or two hoping to bounce back, having a two-year plan maybe to bounce yeah. back, and then obviously uh, retaining their position, because you don't want a case of like maybe in the, sometimes in the men's that you go up to Division 1 and it's a bit of a yo-yo, you're back down again, up again, back down again. So uh, maybe that's what they need to do, isn't it? Do you think so, Nuala? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's that's probably what their main aim will be next year is trying to, I suppose when they're starting training, start the year, it's for the morning girls playing Division 2 next year, you're, you're, that's your main focus for the, for the league is to be gaining promotion. And when they have that drive, that I'd say I'd say that they're going to be fairly likely to try to come up again next year. When you moved to Carlo, you know, obviously you're going from a county, as we've said so many times, you know, Monaghan, for myself in Longford, looking at Monaghan, they were, you know, such a fantastic footballing county. Um, to move down to Carlo, so many comparisons. I know you all can play football, and that's the great thing about it, but um, what was the biggest comparison you found yourself, Nuala? Um, well, I suppose, the, like, yeah, as you say, just a matter of playing, you're playing football, just with yeah. different people, it's learning different things about different teams. You learn, you learn so much from different teams that you play with, even from both football and just yeah. life experience as well, like, so, um, so yeah, it's just been great, great to integrate into the county then as well by joining into the county team and the county setup and just making a whole new bunch of friends from as well, so, you know, that part of it has been brilliant. It's, um, it's looking very, uh, it's looking very positive as well, because, Nolachlan's win a, a Leinster title. Yeah, yeah, they did um, last year. Last year, yeah, yeah, that was a great result for them. Yeah, so, like, and ultimately, you know, they were beaten by a team that were runners up in the final. I think uh, Turner Stand were beaten by Graham Iron Cork. But, like, to have 
ha- to have a club team down there winning Leinster, like knowing the competition that's out there and all the clubs in all of the various counties uh, throughout Leinster, it's, like it's incredible. And it must have given a massive boost to the county team this year, like you know. Yeah, well. so. Yeah, and obviously so. Like I think last year we maybe had eight or nine girls, if not more, plus maybe ten girls in from Lachlan on the panel, and we saw something similar now this year. And just have girls who stayed at that level and with that experience for what that they gained last year in the Irish Championship is just, it's just brilliant to have, and they bring a lot to it. And a, a taste for success as well. No more than you, mm. Nula, with all the yeah, yeah, no, and sure. achieved. Now you're going to have a bunch of other people who've who've won and achieved as well, and they're going to want to keep uh, keep winning and achieving. This is it, and it's all about that winning mentality, that winning attitude. It definitely brings something different to it, and it's something that I suppose you have to experience if you don't have that attitude. It's um, how you close out tight match and you know things like that. So it's uh, no, it's great now. And has the um, has the draw for championship been done yet? Another province or how it's working out this year? If you get through Leinster, um, so the Leinster championship in the junior we play Kilkenny. We play Lowe's and now Shaky Kelly and then there's the Leinster final in the end of June. And then I'm pretty sure the groups have been drawn were in a group with Derry uh, and London. So we play okay. London over oh, in London in August. And, yeah. and obviously, no, no disrespect to Lowe's, but it's going to be a case of uh, familiar, familiarity, uh, breeds contempt mm. by the time you see them. You were talking about winning and with the girls in your panel, but the manager that you have this year, uh, Jerry McGill, um, won all Ireland with Dublin. Are you finding that he's bringing some of his experience with the dubs uh, into the Carlo setup? Yeah, definitely. Like Jerry's been it's been around the block a while now. With the, in terms of the age of football between Dublin and Tipperary, I actually played under Jerry in UCD for four years as well. So uh-huh. I would have got to know him quite well through that as well. So um, yeah, like he's just the energy and the passion he has for ladies football is just. It's unrivaled, really. Like you know, he's always looking to, to to make improvements and for us to improve along along uh, alongside the whole setup as well. So it's um, it's definitely brought something something new to it this year, which is really good. I suppose, and you know yourself, Diane, when you bring in a manager, um, a new manager with, with fresh ideas and something new, it always gives you a, a bit of a buzz, doesn't it? Uh, I'd say that. You know, I suppose the thing is, the manager comes in, and the reason why I guess there's a change is because the team are looking for a change in results, maybe, or they're looking for something different. You know, why is another manager gone? Because maybe it was time for a change, or you know, maybe um, they're looking to change the type of tournament they're doing or to compete differently. So sometimes when you bring in different personalities like that, they'll come and they'll put their <clears throat> stamp on it and make that change. The other thing is like. Another aspect of it, sometimes teams don't really respond very well to change. Yeah. But um, when you look at Carlo right now, uh, with the fact that Jerry McGill has gone in this year, you've responded incredibly well to change um, with whatever you know Jerry is doing. I mean, you could probably, if you didn't mind, take us through a typical uh, you know, week's training for you, like what it's like, uh, what the schedule is like, because um, you know, it must be the intensity of training because your results have been excellent. Yeah, no, they really have, and like a social training point of view, as I said before, that's a lot based on skills base or the skill set, and I'm um, trying to develop and trying to improve that, and so I suppose just trying to build the team aspect of it as well, of trying to get us all playing focused towards the one goal, like we're trying different systems and different game plans in these games, so it's um, 
it's just that's what we're kind of using the league as is trying to find our base to looking towards championship as well. So yeah, no, the training has been really good and there is a massive intensity. I think when any new manager comes into the setup, no matter what the sport or what the code, you have to step up and let's try prove yourself because he doesn't bar myself, Jerry wouldn't have known anyone really else come from the county like so it's um it's good that it brings that extra element of competition to it as well. Would you have an input into um, some of, of the way you train, obviously because of your success at underage level with Monaghan? Um, as in the training with Jerry? Yeah, which, you know, if, you know if, would he ask you, you know, is there something that you want to bring or something that new that you want to do? Yeah, no, he's very, he's very receptive and open to different mm. ideas and even not even his head, but the girls in the panel oh. as well. If, they, if we feel like there's something maybe that we want to work on or something that we feel we need to work on maybe, um, yeah, no, it's, it's very much so a, a team environment and, you know, Jerry, he's very willing and very easy to talk to and, you know, he's he's a great guy like that. I find, though, uh, Carla, you're doing so well, but um, you're still not getting the recognition and even, you know, lower counties and that's probably why we, we, we like, you know, giving some an opportunity on um, sports girls, but you're still not getting the recognition um, or the media coverage that you do deserve. Yeah, I do you know I I agree with you to a certain degree, but I do think it is improving. Yeah. Um, I think that like you know, like even something like this, we we were doing into a beat yesterday as well. Like you know, I think it definitely is improving. Not a, like even say year on year is probably too broad. I'd even say since Jerry took over in December, it's improving month on month. Like you know, but even with our local nationalists, current nationalists, even with local um, businesses coming on board with us who are contacting us saying that they want to come on board with maybe a little bit of sponsorship and things like that. That's, that's massively improving all the time and I suppose the profile of Ladies Gate Football in the county is rising and thank God the county is listening to it and um, we're getting the, a bit of appreciation for it as well. Yeah, your county board seem to be absolutely brilliant and we'll talk about them in a second because you know yourself, Diane, that as a manager you may have, you know, you have, may have the players and that but you have to have a county board behind you. Yeah, like, it just, um, and, you know, I'm not going on about Mayo, because that would be totally biased in me, but, I mean, look what they've managed to do. Like, yeah. look what the county board have managed to do with their own um, Centre of Excellence Strength Conditioning Gym. Like, I think that is incredible. Like, I, the only one in the country, I think, for ladies, uh, for, ladies yeah. for ladies' county board. And, like, as Nula was saying there, even looking at um, Tyler's social media sites, incredibly active like your ladies football Facebook page is really brilliant active. your Twitter account is really active uh, you know minute for minute scores updates on matches like that's the slick kind of stuff that you need like that's the stuff that you know people like me are following you know that when we want to see results from matches and the ladies Gaelic um, association are fantastic they're retweeting every single one that they're tagged in like almost so no matter where you are like you can keep really up to date with counties and when all these results are coming in, Carlo becomes as equal to, you know, Terry or anything else. Like, it's, it doesn't matter what division. You're actually getting the feet of all of the results. And I think that's, that's what's really good about it. And um, Carlo and Neil were saying are very active, like they're very supportive. Yeah. And there'll be more to come. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, Nuala, because um, your county board, I suppose I was on about coverage as in, you know, the media, because um, from your side of things, and it's brilliant for people like us that need to know how, you know, ladies football, because you can't get it around to uh, everywhere. And you just see on that today, like I was able to keep um, up to date 
on you. And I have to say, Carlo GA in, in general, the men's and for Hurland, absolutely brilliant. But your county board seem to be doing so much to promote the game down there. Yeah, and I suppose that's probably one of the things that we're trying to focus on is promotion of the game within yeah. the county. And then off the back of that promotion, probably nationwide, if you know, even my own family up in London, they, they'd be delighted with the coverage yeah. as well because they're able, when they can't get there into matches like today, that they're able to stay up to date with it. And, yeah, no, like the men's centre board as well are very helpful to that cause as well. And, um, it's um, it's brilliant to be able to work together with it. I suppose social media is such a popular thing in sport at the minute like that to have that platform to promote it. And like I suppose at the end of the day, there's a bunch of 34 of us giving up for three weeks a week to be going yeah. training. And, you know, like it's, a, it's just that little bit of credit that makes it a little bit more worthwhile to do that. And um, are you getting access then to... You know, I suppose that you see as the premium pitch of the county to to get access to for matches or double headers or anything like that. Yeah, so um, Carlo IT are our main sponsors. So well, they're in, we're in partnership with Carlo IT. So um, we play all of our we train Carlo IT and we play all our home matches there. So it's great to have that that base yeah. that you can train and play your matches. You're not, really and you're not moving around. You know that you have that base. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you just become more comfortable in your setup then. Have any girls travelling then, you know, long journeys, distances from Dublin that are working away or anything like that? Or, you know, would the college girls expect us to travel touring? Um, it's it dependent on the, the depending on the games, I suppose, but it's um, not, a lot of them have been playing college football up in Dublin, so they'd be trading with their colleges up in Dublin. I know that's on a couple weekends finished now, but um, they generally just come down for the weekend sessions and do their own work then during the week. For you, Nuala, um, moving from Monaghan to Carlow, it's it's a nice distance, but um, it's amazing, you know, with football that you're just able to slip in there, make new friends, um, because of your love of the game. Yeah, absolutely, and like, I think I was saying to I did a talk a couple weeks ago, I said that in last year, you know, with your my own personal private faces, yeah. it came up your memories for the year, like made eighty six new friends on Facebook, and when I looked into it. It was all Carlo GA based. I was like, I didn't think I had 86 friends, let alone 86 new friends in one year. So um, it is, it's amazing what it can do. And so that's what the GA is about at the end of the day. And so sitting here after shipping heavy defeat today, it's things like that that makes you realise that even though when you're down night and night like this, that's the reason why you do it. And there's more, much more to it than just getting the result on the pitch at the end of the day. That's like you, Diane. When Diane obviously got was manager of Longford, the only time you probably went through Longford was on her way to Mio. But you've got how many new friends in Longford now, Diane, from that time? Too many. I think it's just you, Denise. Oh, that's that is. <laughs> she's, she's, she's only been nice to uh, to the to the media, um, Nula. Um, you know, football down down in Carlow, as we said about you know with with, with the club scene and that. Um, if the club scene is strong, you know, there's always a great chance that you'll get a good county team. And you look at Dublin and you look at Cork and you look at them counties and Mio and different places, when the clubs are doing well, you know, their county, it augurs well for the county. Mm, absolutely. And the club scene in Carlow is, is really competitive. Like, I walked in to the end of my own club team, Ben Carrington Island, in the county final last year and went to a draw in the first match. And they caught us in the second match. We were through, well beaten now in the second in the replay. You're going to win this year, so? Well, look at her. We'll talk about that just yet. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. We'll come to that later in the year. Um, but, yeah, no, look at it. It's uh, it really good to have that competitiveness. And look, at the end of the day, your, your club is your, your, there's all that rivalry there. So it's great when we all come in together at County. We all gel and mix really well. And so that's one thing that has been there, even with our manager last year, Martin Martin and Jerry this year, that there's that real effort made to, 
gel all the competitive clubs together and to be aiming for the one goal then as the current season's going on. What would be your recipe for that? Um, like you would know, for example, say in Dublin, you know, in the clubs, in a lot of the clubs now, it's kind of dwindling out a little bit because most of the clubs have all of their own minor players coming through and if you can retain them, you probably won't have as many, I suppose, you know, when people are living down in Dublin and they want to play football, they're just going to play with the nearest club to them or whatever. But, you know, when you do have like a mix of everyone and a blend of all different professions, you know, where girls are up from the country and they're playing with the team, like, how would you have done that in Fox Rock? Because obviously you're a flagship team for Dublin, like, you know, by a mile with your success. But how would Fox Rock, with all these different personalities, different, coming from different places, different counties, and then obviously the the homegrown players as well, how did you get that bond that you have? Because it, it sounds to me now that you now have that in Carlo as well. Yeah, and I suppose it's great to have it, to be able to move from different counties and different clubs and to be able to fall in with that. Um, it's not really a secret recipe to it, I suppose, from my point of view, there's, there's a fantastic bunch of girls up in Fox Rock, Cabin Lady, and also down in Carlo, so it's very easy to fit in among them, and everyone just brings their own little thing to it, like I suppose there's uh, an emphasis in both teams on team bonding, as there is in any kind of team in the country, so it's, um, it's uh, I suppose that's all part and parcel of it. Would you, would you spend much time together outside of training? Oh, massively so, yeah, yeah, even I've left from the, with the Carlo girls, even now for, when you have for coming from the north end the other season so um, like even after the match today so like that's uh, there's always that kind of thing and the yeah. Foxtrot County Lady girls I'd probably talk to most of them nearly every week like so there's even though I'm not in the setup, there's still them, them bonds that you make like there's never you're never going to step away from that So if they keep you on the group then that's when you know you've made it like yeah, yeah, absolutely. They keep yeah. you on the group you're still there <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know she's not bad for an outsider <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> so, How do you find yeah, yourself as a captain, though, Nula? Or maybe you should be asking that. someone else. I was just going to say, you'd have to ask the other girls that. I suppose the Monaghan accent was a bit hard to translate at the start, and there was a bit lost in translation. But um, no, it's a massive honour to come from to be captain of anything, but to yeah. come as an outsider and to be captain is a huge honour. I take great pride in it now, to be honest. But um, yeah, look, it's uh, it's one of the things. I suppose you, I, when you go out to play a match, you. You're just going out to play football and yeah, like we've plenty of leaders in our team, it's not just I think as captain you're given that title, but we've plenty of girls ready to step up and play at any given time, so it's uh, it's all part and parcel of it. Well I the lady on I, the opposite side of the, the line um captained her side to an all Ireland title, so um be nice now if she could uh, sprinkle some uh, magic dust on you know, like give, give you a few if you give you a few tips. I don't think Nula needs them, Denise. Um, and you know, I was actually just gonna ask that because when I was casting um when I was captain at Mayo, clearly it was a long time ago. Nula might not have even been born or just about to walk. Um but you know what? Um the the one thing that I, I say clearly when I was given the honour of it, it was massive like almost like a weight I didn't stop thinking about it for 24 hours every single day like and I would say also every single day I visualized um that I was going to be walking up the steps of the Hogan stand collecting a cup like you know in my mind though that was the only thing that could happen um, and that was going to happen I was very lucky to be part of an amazing team like a 99 same as an incredible coach John Mullen and Jonathan and you know it's a 20 year anniversary this year would you believe but like from your point, Nula, like you're a captain and you're 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 bound to be dreaming big like. I mean when you when you visualise what you want from the end of the year, like what is that? 
Yeah, well, I suppose when you're playing with any team, you always want to be collecting silverware. And that's the, but the most important thing is that that doesn't become the most important thing. I suppose that the one thing with Jerry that he talks about is that it's a journey we're on, you know, and like at the end, yeah. you know, it's not a cliche, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, but we're learning so much about ourselves this year that we're just taking a kind of game on game and like as you say at the minute, it's World League only focused, we'll, we'll move towards the championship and that comes around, but it's um yeah it's just it's just living and learning from every from every day and session from every secretly are you thinking about it? Secretly, not even a moment. Those are secretly between the three. A little secret and outside of the journey, and all that. You know, would you would you even talk to yourself about yeah what it's going to be like um you know walking up the steps of the Hogan Stan collecting a cup and what it would be like coming back to Carlo like. Yeah, sure. Like, I think I, he asked that to any captain of any yeah. county club or underage team or anything like that. And for any captain is going to obviously say that you want to achieve as much as you can. But it's, um, and I suppose it does motivate you to a certain degree, but it's not the only motivating factor. Like, you know, there's a lot of things of playing for the Friday jersey, playing for your teammates. Like, you know, them things have to motivate you week on week as well. Yeah, well, I joined the launches and, you know, the the media aspect of it like here's Denise you know contacting <laughs> you on behalf of Sports Girls Podcast like do you do you like partaking in that kind of I suppose responsibility of the role or oh yeah sure I'm always good I don't know what he says I'm of talk so apart from even when I'm coughing spluttering around me there apologies <laughs> for that <laughs> that's seriously too much shouting today um, but oh yeah like that's it is that's why the dial part of me I like that I, I like even going to the Leinster launch that was my first year of it last year and it was great to meet the other captains from the other teams and I'd know a few of them from playing college football or from having played against them up in Foxford Captain so great to meet up with people as well. And you know, I suppose it is, as you said before, it's an honour to do it and to, to be from an outsider coming into the county and doing it as well to me makes it even more of an honour that people trust you in that role and trust that you're not going to say something that you shouldn't <laughs> like your secrets <laughs> um, but yeah no it's um, it's some, that's part of it that never really bothers me and I really enjoy it Yeah you look at Division 4 and you know it's great to see you know counties like yourself uh, Fermanagh Louge of smaller counties you know up there doing well because um, as you say yourself you know they've got some fantastic footballers down there and you know it, it's great to see them and um, that's the way I kind of like the lower divisions because um, as I said you know it's so competitive down there and yeah. everyone's capable of beating each other yeah I yeah, know absolutely and I suppose that's the beauty of that I find it's my second year now being division yeah. four is you go out many day and like you don't you literally don't know you know it's going to be a battle but you don't yeah. know what the result is and that's that's the best way to be like even last year in the league we played for man up with man and I think they better be two points, I think, at the end, in the end. And look, as we hold our hands up today, we weren't good enough. And Fermanagh were an excellent side and got the win that they deserved. And um, I suppose every year you just have to learn from it and take on the chin and sure, build on it then again for the next year. Are you always as relaxed? You know, you seem to. And I suppose when you're enjoying what you're doing and enjoying being captain and, and speaking about it, it kind of gives you buzz. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I think if you get too stressed out about it, yeah. you'll overlook the important thing, which... At the end of the day, playing football, I myself work as a physiotherapist here in Carlow Town and I meet people day in, day out who I say you can't play this match or you're going to miss people yeah. in cruise ships or you're going to miss the next time on. So when I'm doing that day on day, it makes me just happy to be able to go out and put on the boots and put on the car jersey and be able to play sport at a competitive level and that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. Yeah, like 
say off the back of the feet today, it puts things in perspective having a conversation like this that yeah. you know it is it is important. Like the results are important and learning from the results are important. At the end of the day it's game football and you know there's much more important things in life and we just have to be aware of that as well. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much to our resident pundit Diana Hora and our guest Carlo Captain Nuala Mohan. We wish Carlo the very best of luck, Alula, for the remainder of your league and Lovely. the championship. And hopefully we'll bump into you or chat to you um, over the coming months. Now, before we go, um, the past week was a particularly devastating one for several GA clubs around the country with the loss of many gales and one so young. My own club suffered a tragic loss. So we on Sports Girls and on Sports Talk, Dolly, offer our condolences to the families, friends and their GA families on their losses. May their gentle souls rest in peace. So we are taking a break from Ladies Football next weekend, but we will have a Camogie podcast. So until then, slong As we continue our promotion of hurling, football and Camogie.